It's Bashomania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashomania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Yeah. So this is going live. Let's see if this is live waiting for the stream. I just had to upgrade to Ecamm Pro. Standard yeah, gets baby. you like two hours of interview time. I'm like, what's two hours going to do? Give me the 20. Mark it down as an expense. Yep. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's go live. We're going live. Let's tweet this link out. As the Cowboys kick off, the Giants are going. It was chaos there as like leading up to David Taylor's match. Ooh, that's loud. Leading up to David Taylor's match and uh the Bills have first and goal. That, that <laughs> not used to NFL Sundays like that. Yeah. Join us. Let's talk worlds. Here's the link. I just tweeted it. All right, we're live. We'll give it a few minutes to let people join in. Let the people join in. I just tweeted we're the live. link if you want we're to retweet. We are live for America. I just tweet out the Not link. It. Retweet it. All right, here quote, we go. I quote tweeted, quote tweeted you. All right, close this. Close this. Let's open this. Getting better at this going live thing. Oh, uh, what it's, a it's day of wrestling. And, um, it, it's sort of beautiful because I don't know anything about going live. The simpler the better for me. But what a day of wrestling. What a, You know, we got a day and a half, two days of wrestling in. And, you know, day one couldn't have went any better for America with uh, all four making the semis and three of them making the finals, right? Three, Vito, uh, Taylor. Who am I missing? So uh, Vito, Taylor, Zane, Zane, and then Mason's Mason, for bronze. You know, made in, in a weight class where we thought that Mason could win or lose every bout. That's what we said in the previous show. Um, we thought he could be competitive in every bout, but we also thought this first time at Senior Worlds and the margins will be slim for Mason to make the semis was a was a win, and. Um, I had a so feeling he came out. Time. Yeah, he came out and he got 11-0. Vito got 10-0. Taylor got a pin in 14 seconds. Zane got 4-0 win. Like, we came out ready to go, ready to roll. Yeah, yeah, we look good. And, um, and you know, the, the flip side of that is Russia didn't. They put one in the finals. That was uh, 61 against Vito. And their other three guys went one. Uh, they went three and three uh, cumulatively, um, and so you know we always say wrestling's kind of weird because you don't have really a full season, right? You might see Geno Patriashvili one or two times before Worlds, and it's tough to get a read on where they're at. Are they you know are they peaking? Are they looking good? Are they regressing? Are they getting better? And I'm using. Geno as a 
as a example because he did not look great. Um, and to that point, we don't see guys a lot, and we didn't see Russia for basically two years, and you don't know what to make of them. You don't know what to get out of them. What you're gonna, you know, you assume that you're gonna get a hammer at every position because historically, right? They just they they're just crazy good, but to see them be rather average, they put one in the finals, nobody else on day one. Um, it's like, okay, okay, so they're they're either their reps aren't their best reps or their reps are their best reps, and they're just a little down right now. Um, but it was eye-opening to see. And then Iran was doing well. Um, so, you know, we thought maybe it'd be hard to beat Russia this year with the composition of our lineup. Um, and, but that's not the case. We could probably beat Russia. We, we might be able to beat Russia um, regardless. I'll tell you what, too. I, I think, you know, it's it's funny because initially Iran looked like they were off to a hot start. A real hot start. And they've dropped now as it stands after day two. It looks like USA in the lead with 110, Russia 70, if you count them, 65 for Georgia, 65 for Iran. And a lot of well, things. I'm sorry, say that again. One, two, um, and three. Who's one, two, three? USA's one with 110 points. Russia slash AIN, whatever, is in second if they were keeping score with 70. And then Georgia and Iran, Georgia and Iran are tied with 65. Wow. So, yeah, you know. Um, Shout out EDB215. Eric uh, has been doing a good job keeping score. That's where I'm pulling those from. But that's, um, you know, what we follow, we follow everything, but we follow our guys closer. And so I expected to get out to a hot start because of our day one flight and our day one draws. Um, I expected to drop off day one and day two, um, which we kind of did, right? Um, Zane Richards went down. Um, help me out here. So Zane, Zane went Richards down. went down, and then his his opponent lost next round, so he's eliminated. Chance went one and one, looked Chance looked good down. the first match, not so good the second. And then Zahid, same thing. Zahid looked awesome that first match and then went down the next one. He's alive for repercharge tomorrow. Um and then Dake go. Right. So um We also after a after a not so great morning, we went four for four in the medal round. Three for three in gold, one for one in bronze. Yeah, and Mason Paris winning that match is huge. It's just yep. huge, right? That's that's. Um, I, I didn't watch the fifth place match, the true fifth. Did Kurbanov win? I didn't. I didn't watch that match either. I'm gonna check that out right now because that's a that's a guy that um, Russia will or will not qualify uh, at least at this time. Um, Listen, I'll tell you what. You know, we 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 follow our guys. Mm-hmm. Um, we follow our guys. So we don't quite know, um, like like I said, okay, we're gonna drop off on day two or what day three. Uh, Iran might be looking. I, I don't I don't pay mu- as much attention to their draws as from the team points perspective. But I, you're right. I didn't expect them to drop off um, as much as they did. 
Yeah, and it's funny because our metal round today really was a big swing. Even just at 70 alone, Zayn came out and whooped baby Yazdani. And you had a, a swing right there with Zayn winning gold. That's huge. Yeah. Two head-to-heads, right? That's that's 10 points. Yep. And with, then you, well, it's really a 20-point swing. Correct. As, as much as a 20-point swing. Right. Um, and so you had both Taylor and Zayn beat a Yazdani. So you have 40-point swing right there. Taylor and Zayn winning was 20 points. If both Yazdani's win, that's 20 points the other way. And Iran's in first place right now. Yeah, so that would be, well, it would be 90-90. No, because we have, what I say we had, like 115, 105. We have 110 right now. So we'd have, we'd have... 90. We'd no, we'd have a we'd have a no, if both have. if both Taylor and Zayn lost, I'm saying. If both Yazdani's mm-hmm. won, we'd have 90 and Iran would have 85. It's a lot good closer. Swing, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um which is good. Now, again, I kind of I kind of got to regroup and look at where we're at with um um who's left, right? Is Chance out? Chance is out. Yep. Okay, chances out, Zane's out, Dakes in um, the finals. Zahida's and- match one tomorrow morning for Repichage. He's alive for bronze. Well, you know, here's a th- silver lining with that. It's the non-Olympic way. So, I mean, we won a medal. <laughs> we won a medal. But it's we're not in danger of not qualifying that weight because it's not an Olympic weight, number one. Number two, he took out Iran. So that's a net positive there. Yeah. In points, right? So, um, and we can get into we can get into that match. That was a crazy match. But um, you want to start? Where do you want to start at? The funny thing is, is America needed when we go. We can go weight by weight. America needed the Iranian. Nope, other way around. Sorry, I had that, the. The Azerbaijani who beat Zane Richards then wrestled the Iranian. So it was kind of a double whammy right off the gate where we needed Azerbaijan to win to yeah. potentially bring Zane back in. Um, yeah. We, and, and and conversely, um, not that, that it ended up mattering because... Um, no, it kept switching after every weight because... So, the Iranian yep. takes out the Azerbaijan kid, and then Abu Karov beats the Iranian, and then Michich beats him. Such a great bracket. Such a great bracket. Um, Michich Higuchi for, for the gold tomorrow. That'll be a good match. I Michich having himself a tournament. Having himself a tournament. And I had so, texted. Yeah. Who you text? Well, I had texted you about the fact that when I started thinking, I'm like, so here's the first American wrestler to medal. And there's a couple times where, like, Amin beat Downey in 2019. I don't really count that because it's like our star got injured. Downey slipped in. So I I don't really look at that. And then I think Michic took fifth and outplaced Fix, who did not place in 2019 or something. But I'm talking medals. 
here you have an American wrestling for another country, meddling for the first time in a weight where the American wrestling for U.S. doesn't. Yeah, you know, and then you start getting the um, you start getting the boo birds. Oh well, he went the easy route. Oh well, he sh he's disloyal or whatever. Well, it, it is an a easier route, but it doesn't necessarily mean that's why they're doing yeah, it. It's an easy. It's a, uh, that's that's why they're doing it. That's why they're doing it. If it was a layup, if Stefan Micic was guaranteed the spot on Team USA, you don't think he'd wrestle for USA? Yeah. It, that, that's why you do it, right? If if Austin Gomez was guaranteed the spot at 65 for the United States, he wouldn't be wrestling for Mexico. It's why they do it. It's easier, but it's smarter. Um, it is smarter. Listen, there's guys that have been grinding on the USA ladder. Take a Mike Machiavello. What if Mike Machiavello, his dad was born in uh, Peru, right? What if Mike, Mike Machiavello would have had X amount of reps over the years at um, at the World Championships. Stevon Micic would have had he's had X amount of reps. He didn't have to fight through the spot, and so you have to compartmentalize. And I am, I mean, maybe not, but I consider myself the most loyal, freaking rabid American. That's probably rabid. Gilman. Gilman's probably there. Gilman, famous Bashmania audio clip. Micic is a traitor. <laughs> All-time Bashmania clip. <laughs> yeah, uh, and Thomas Thomas is that way. Tom, yes, Thomas is more hardcore, loyal American than I am. He's an ultimate uh, patriot. But you have to compartmentalize and say, all right, some guys are going to go this route. Other guys have a really easy route that they can be they can be stubborn and say um, no. I'm a, I'm a loyal patriot, uh, and I'm going to fight to win the spot once every couple years. Maybe I never make it. Maybe, you know, maybe I make it every year. Maybe I don't make it every year. Or I'm going to go to Serbia where I'm guaranteed the spot, and I'm going to have the opportunity to compete. Like, it's not war. I'm not going to war. I'm competing in a freaking sport, okay? Um now take what you want about it. Feel however you want about that, but also come back to reality. And before you say, "Oh, Stevan Micic, he scored points for Serbia, not the United States, and he could have scored scored points for the United States." Um, that guys, that's going to be few and far between. That's not going to be the rule. That's going to be the exception every time. The best wrestler from America is going to outscore. The best wrestler from America that wrestles for a different nation, ninety nine times out of a hundred, and that's just the way it is. I I don't disagree with you, but I do think as let's say you have twenty one, twenty two, I think is the final count in men's freestyle for Americans wrestling for other countries. But you got to figure too, as that number goes up, the percentage also does. Where you have and next year the. The other way to look at it, too, is like, I think the number is going to go up. Where you're going to have better and better talent. But also, look at next year. Micic and Roman are both going to be in the field against the U.S. Now, they could take out each other, which helps the U.S. They could also wrestle someone in the U.S. You're also probably going to have Roman in the 
Pan Am qualifier, trying to qualify Mexico at 57 kilos. So mm-hmm. it's definitely going to get interesting, and especially the Olympic year where everything's condensed. Yep, it is going to get interesting. And and I will say, Stevan, let's be very clear. Stevan is the first expatriate to ever outplace outmetal. No. Well, no, he is the only. Well, Amin did it. Amin did it to Downey, but that was our backup. That's that's yeah, that's an aberration because we have a we had an injury. Yeah. Um. So st- okay, so let's keep stuff in perspective. It's the first time it's ever happened ever, and it's probably not going to happen very often. So get your panties out of a bunch and just accept. Unbunch them. <laughs> I'm bunching. Um, but man, what a terrific performance! He, he, the returning world champion, down seven two, rallies back. Then he beats the uh, returning world. Um, is another returning world champion, right? Or another former champion, a Bakarov. Yeah, I. He beat Gilman in the finals last year. Yeah. So he beat the past two world champions, Stevan beat in a row. Crazy. Just a terrific, terrific. Um, and he's going to have his hardest match yet tomorrow. Terrific. Yeah. And, you know, Higuchi's had, had a hard time getting down. He's had a hard time getting down. He spent time up a little bit. And um, Stevan is no, is not small. And he's going to have a hard time. You know, it's not an easy cut for him. Two-day weigh-ins. Um, I think he has a real shot. You can't say you can't say he beats Yaguyev and Bakarov back-to-back, and then he has no shot against Higuchi, who has not been at 57 for a while. And when he has, he's struggled. Um, 100%. Let me go to one other um, situation that involves an American in this bracket. And I thought that Darian Cruz had a tremendous, tremendous opportunity here. And you could make a case. You could make a case that Darian Cruz lost the opportunity to go to the Olympics by a call, by a call and a challenge. And I didn't see that match, but I, but I, I saw that general consensus there. Now, he would have had a long way to go, but the thing, the road was set up for him. Things happened for him that would have made Darian Cruz an Olympian. And hear me out here. He's wrestling Bay from Kazakhstan. He has the only takedown of the match. He's up, I think, uh, two, two or three to zero. They get into a situation... I'm not... I'll tell you right now, actually. They get into this situation. They call it four. They call it four. Now, on one hand, in no way was that a four. Possibly, they it could have been two and two. Possibly, but I don't even think it's that. They call it four. So now, actually, Darian was up four zero. Darian was up four zero. They call it four. It's now four four. It was a terrible call. 
However, I don't think you challenge it, but they did. They did, they did challenge it. They lose the challenge. Number one, it was not four. Number two, don't challenge. Number three, how they reviewed it and still upheld it is insane. Now Darian's trailing 5-4. He goes and gets a push out. It's 5-5. He loses. Simultaneously, Suleiman Atley, who's the best guy in the quad, loses to Germany. I saw that okay. one. Cart Bay, who Darian lost to 5-5 on a lost challenge, beats Egypt. The, the winner of Darian and Kazakhstan had the winner of Mauritius and Egypt. <laughs> Cart Bay texts Egypt the next round and then beats the German to make the semis. Yeah. Darian Cruz lost Olympic an Olympic berth because of a challenge. And, and or bad call. Well, no. What he still mean? if he would have made it to the semi, lost to Higuchi, he'd be in the third place bout where Carpe is, and you have to win that or the true fifth. Which is not gonna be easy. Uh you got it's probably gonna be Abakarov and Yaguev for one bronze. Well, he he would have to beat Heratunian is who he'd have to beat. He'd have to beat Heratunian from Armenia. Well, and I'm gonna just I'm saying I'm just saying this is if there was ever a path to yeah. wrestle your way into an Olympic berth, give me. Cart Bay, Egypt, and then Germany. <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree. You're right there. That was just that's something I had to bring up because man, that is huge. That was huge. Yeah, I, I didn't see that. That's that's a good little golden nugget for the people. Okay, so sixty one, we had. I said Vito Bronze, I think. Yeah, we both said Vito Bronze, and he... Vito just... From NCAAs to the Open to now the Worlds, Vito has done the same thing. At the Open, we said, can he do what he did at NCAAs? At the Worlds, we said, can he do what he did at the Open? The answer is yes. At 61 kilos, Vito Arruja is the absolute best in the world and it's not even close. The score 10 9 with Magomedov is deceptive. Yes, because the score it could have been scored differently. And it was like 10 7, and he got a caution in one. When it's like, what the hell do you want him to do? He's up in the yeah. world finals by three points with 30 seconds to go. What do you want him to do? Start taking shots? The score is deceptive. Yeah. Right, right. I absolutely agree. And, uh, as we were talking at the top of the show about the team race situation, a big development here. And a big reason why a big reason why Adrian. we said, we said bronze, we were, we said bronze instead of maybe make the finals or, or win it um, was because actually was the number one seed 
for Iran. He got beat by a Gawa 1-1, um, which did two things. It made it a more navigable path for Vito, right? It's not that Agawa from Japan who beat Atri, not that he's chopped liver, but you'd rather see Agawa than Atri, so it made an easier path for Vito, but it also knocked Iran totally out. And so, big yeah. for team points there. Um, Vito, Vito, it, it sucks that he's got to go down to 57. Um, you know what really sucks? It, it really sucks that the Olympics aren't 10 weights in freestyle. It is such a bummer. It is a bummer to the athletes. It, it's a bummer to the best guys in the world, right? I mean, v Vitaly Raju is the best guy in the world. And I was talking about this because somebody was asking me earlier if, like, do I think Zane and Vito felt the non-Olympic presence in those weights? And I said, I don't think you can refute that, but you also have to admit that Vito and Zane looked as good as they ever have at those yeah. weights and today. So, yeah. yes, no doubt the weights are spreading out, and that helps, but Vito and Zane look their absolute as best as they ever have. Somebody was tweeting yesterday, <clears throat> what's your takeaway? That Vito, and Zane, that Vito and Zane are at the absolute perfect weight for them. Well, you know... You could say, and this is my opinion, uh, this is both opinions. Some people could say, okay, but it, it was at non-Olympic weight. And, and to that I say, uh, okay, if it wasn't Olympic weight, there might be a 57 or two that could have wrestled 61 and um, been a factor at the, in the bracket. If 61 was an Olympic weight, there might be one or two 65s that would go 61 because it's because it would then be an Olympic weight. That could be a factor. But you'd have well, a hard time. You'd have a hard time convincing me that on planet Earth at a 61 kilograms, Vito is not the best in the world right now. The only exception I'd make is the only match that would potentially sway me is the returning gold medalist Taguchi was 61 last year. He's down in 57 because he's preparing for the Olympics. If he stayed up at 61, you, you do have some guys like that. So you're right. You do. You do. But until proven otherwise, I mean, uh, but that's a problem I, of us I depth. Nothing, I take nothing. Correct. Away. No, no, no. It's not a problem. You have depth. You know, what it's a problem of, it's a problem of UWW not fighting for what's right and what's now they, they fought to save their existence. But going forward, going forward, they need to fight for 10 freestyle weights in the Olympics. They yes. Need to fight. I don't know what they have to do. I don't know if they have to. I don't know if they have to um, convince. I don't know if they have to butter their bread and give them a shitload of money. I don't know if they have to cut Greco. I don't know. But the best the best thing, and, and you Greco guys out there, feel free to flood my inbox with, well, Greco's the most popular sport, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Greco is popular in parts of the world. You know what it doesn't do? It doesn't sell. It doesn't get ratings nobody watches it 
nobody watches it. If you want to grow a sport, if you want to grow a product, um, make changes. Make changes. Put the most exciting product. You put the most exciting. People put freestyle on the Olympics, on the world championships. It's highly entertaining. People put Greco on. All you, all you have is to say, well, it's really tough sport. Well, it's really popular. Well, it's a really tough sport. Uh, it, it's not a. It's not going to grow. It's not going to make new fans. It's not going to entertain existing fans. Um, and I'm sure. I am sure the analytics bear that out. When NBC looks at their ratings on who was watching uh, freestyle versus Greco versus women, I'm sure that freestyle rules a day. And if you want to grow the sport, if you want to have a viable product instead of uh, treading water and just fighting for your existence, you make freestyle 10 weights. I will say too, just to clarify, I when I when I say it's a it's a product of US depth, I mean that if the US wasn't so deep, we would have our athletes like Vito start cutting to 57 like Higuchi does, like others do, because they know the Olympics are coming. So because we have so much depth, it's not that easy to go to the Olympic weight the year before. You saw what happened. Jaden Cox tried it this year. He didn't even make the weigh-in. It's not that easy. And on top of that, I will say, our guys that, for the most part, go the non-Olympic weights, it's not because it's the easy path or the path of least resistance. It's because it's our natural weight. Yeah. 70 yeah. is Zane's natural weight. 61 is Vito's natural weight. These guys are not going the natural weight. Even Burroughs. 74 yeah. is a freaking cut for Burroughs. These guys yeah. are making decisions because of the Olympic weights. Right. And, you know, I, it gets brought up. I bring this up every year because it is such a huge thing. But they're, the, the fact that there are Olympic weights and non-Olympic weights changes the history of the world championships every single year. It's not like, it's not like, Oh, every four years, things change. No, the composition of the weight classes and who is where changes at all four years, because this is what happens in the year after the Olympics. Some guys sit out for rest. Some guys move up because they don't want to cut so hard. Okay. In the second year, guys are pretty much where they want to be weight-wise. In the third year, because it has to qualify, because you have to qualify your your weight for your country, people start going out of their natural weight range and going to try to qualify. And then the Olympic year, obviously, there's only six. So all four years of the cycle are impacted. And... That to me, that's a shame. To me, that's a shame. To me, we should have ten weights, and every year should should be treated equal. That's a great segue to the next point I wanted to bring up, which is Zane did not qualify the weight for the Olympics. So what that means now is that Vito, Gilman, and Fix can all challenge Zane Richards for the spot to go to the Pan Am Olympic qualifier and qualify the weight. 
And it's it's already you're having a lot of question marks because the biggest question is obviously Gilman's going to challenge him. We know that. That's that's not a question. The question marks start is depending on when the wrestle off takes place, will fix, will veto, will will these guys cut to challenge for the weight. Because then they have to they have to the finals is the best of 3 series. So, assume you have let's just say for you have Gilman and Fix wrestle, winner wrestles Vito and then Vito and whoever wrestle and then winner wrestles Zane best of 3. Don't know when that timing looks like. So we don't know. Fix I don't think Vito's going to go down to 25 for the college season. I don't think Fix is going down to 25 for the college season. So will they cut to go down to try to make this to qualify? I, nobody I mean, really frankly, knows. The wrestling fan in me, the the qualifying of 57 to me, unlike most weights, um, the qualifying for 57 should take care of itself. There's nobody in the Pan American Continental. Um, there's there's not enough depth that scares me that we won't qualify. However, I would like all our best to give it a shot and fight um, for their own fight for their own birth. Um, and you know the wrestling fan of me would love that. Imagine imagine all the guys that could be there be there to well, fight the- for that spot and that for that right. However, if you look at some of the contenders. Vito is big. Thomas is big. Dayton is big. All right. It's a pool for them. Um, what if, so, so it makes, to me, it makes like, are they going to, are they going to cut for the Pan Am qualifier wrestle off, then cut for Pan Ams, then cut for trials. And keep in mind too, for 57, I think the top three are going to be Americans. You're going to have whoever the U.S. rep is. You're going to have Roman for Mexico, and you're going to have Darian for Puerto Rico. That's true. That's true. That's the top point. three finishers are probably going to be Americans. And then there's so, what? I think there's the last chance qualifier after that. That's it. So, Right. Right. So you're talking about you're talking about a lot of guys that are big. Again, you'd have to cut not only for the wrestle-off, but you'd have to cut for the Pan Am qualifier. That's two. That's two. And then you're going to have to cut for the Olympic trials. So to do this, this is a three-prong sprint. This is a three-prong sprint. You just can't say, right, if you make the decision to do this, you are committing to three events at this. Or if you're Dayton Fix or Thomas Gilman, you could say, I'm stepping back. Y'all go qualify the weight. I'll see you at the trials, and I'll make weight one time. Can I throw another wrench in there for you? That is crazy. That's crazy. You want to hear another wrench? Yeah. Love wrenches. Let me get this right. Double check. The Pan Am Olympic Games qualifier is February 29th to March 2nd. It's the weekend before Vito has 
conference weekend. And potentially Dayton. Yeah, I'm looking that up right now. So, and these guys are not taking Olympic red shirts. They've already said. Vito was on Bash Mania a couple months ago before Final X. He said, look, I took Olympic red shirt in 2020. I lost two years of eligibility because of COVID. I ain't staying in college another year. I'm not taking another Olympic red shirt. I'm not doing it. I don't think he changes his mind. I think that's pretty set in stone. Um, same with Fix. Didn't Fix take an Olympic red shirt in 2020? Yeah, I think. It was all goofy because he may have. Yeah, yeah. But, he took an Olympic red shirt in 2020. But he also had that. Fix has been in college since 2018. <laughs> He's not taking the Olympic red shirt. He went 5-0 in 2018. I don't think he is either, but I, I, I also don't think... This is his seventh year. I also don't think these guys are going to wrestle wrestle Pan Ams down, wrestle conference weekend, a month later wrestle NCAAs, two weeks later wrestle NCAA... Uh, um, is there a chance we see trial. Vito... Is there a chance we see Vito Fix at both NCAAs and on the senior level? How often does that happen? Dude, the, the scenarios are crazy. The scenarios are crazy. Listen to this. Uh, listen listen to this history. To to. Listen to this. Zane not qualifying the weight. Zane not qualifying the weight made for a circus. This is a. This is now officially a circus. All right, let's get into it. Should there be a special voting committee that can no, override final no, X results? No. <laughs> Should there be an override that if a non-medalist beats a world medalist, there's a 30-person voting committee that can say no. That is the most audacious thing I've ever heard. So you're telling me. I love when you do the cap, lowercase, cap, lowercase, cap, the SpongeBob font. Oh, it's not Dude. the best qualification process. <laughs> In the, yeah, we're, we're in the greatest era of American wrestling history, and some dude with seven followers that started following the sport freaking six months ago uh, says we need we should evaluate how we determine our qualifiers. Um, idiot, we've have been for a hundred years. We've been trying to tweak how we do our selection process, and we got it to a point where now we are creating. The, the greatest results in American wrestling history. And now you want to change it? Uh, sorry, uh, Joey in mommy's basement that just woke up with crust in his eyes. Uh, no. Well, time out. Time out. Look, look, a couple things here. One, wrestling fans should have whatever the hell opinions they want to have. If you look at NFL fans. Yes, they can. And I can also have the right to uh, say they're stupid. I, I love... By the way, Big 12 championships. No, that was last year. Okay, they were March 4th, two days after. It's the same thing. It's NFL fans, you have such stupid responses, and that's what makes pro sports great. Like, after Chance beat Chance. That's not what, that's not what makes pro sports great. It, it's what, what makes, makes the fandom great. Like, you can. People say stupid shit. That you have so you there's so much to talk about in pro sports because you have so many different opinions. You have such a like variety. Colorado being the greatest thing. Colorado's the greatest thing since Alabama. Listen, don't don't make me get it. I'm 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 gonna get it. Get it. I'm I'm gonna get it. Hold on. 
Colorado's great. Colorado's making college football great again. Colorado's no, but what I'm... Colorado's a great story. Colorado's not a great football team. Hey. Reason, the, 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 same reason that, the same reason people should vote. Colorado's a great example of why you shouldn't leave people vote. People be voting Colorado the next thing, the greatest thing since sliced bread. And hey, look at the camera. What? Oh, look at this camera. <laughs> hey, go Buck! I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I hope, I hope Colorado, I hope Colorado continues a great season and has a lot of success, even though they're going to end up all right. So five or eight and four, but that's that's all right. Um, that's a fantastic year for them. A fantastic. That's a fantastic year. year. Let's not get it twisted and say that they are title contenders because they're not even close. No, so but my only point is I if we want to have more fans and you want to have Joey in the mom's basement commenting, let him. Doesn't mean he's right or wrong, but I more opinions that should be. For example, after Chenzo lost to Chance last year or two years ago, I said I can't wait for Burroughs to beat Chance. Why? It's not a slant against Chance personally. It's just rooting for against your guys. But this sport has like such a, like, agree with me or you're an idiot. Like mentality. Since when, since when should rooting determine the sele selection? No, no, I don't think rooting determines the selection. I think like if you see a Gilman or a Burroughs, let's say Burroughs more than Gilman. If you have a guy like Burroughs, who's the greatest of all time, I understand the argument to say, hey, can a special committee just put Burroughs on the freaking team? I don't. I don't understand I, that. I understand that. At all. at all. I don't understand that at all. This is America. We get shit done by merit. Not by not by a committee. Not by bureaucracy. We get shit done by merit. And guess what? 99 times out of 100, the guy that earned it, the guy that won, is our best rep. All right. Ninety eight so out of one hundred. You're suggesting you're suggesting that for that one percent, for that one percent where somebody doesn't like shit, that the process should be thus. The process should be. And in your own words, you said a returning medalist. You're I, that's just that, hypothetical. That's you're suggesting that the process should be thus. Jordan Burroughs should go to Worlds. Medal. Jordan's the anomaly. The I'm not saying make rules for Open. that. Sit out the U.S. Okay, you're saying Thomas Gilman should go to Worlds. But no, no, no. No, no, no. I'm not Sit saying that. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I'm I'm talking in hyperbole just because those are two guys people are talking about. Gilman and Burroughs. Okay, so let me say. Let me say you're not saying it. Let me say people on Twitter are suggesting that this be the process. Somebody goes to Worlds medals sits out till final x the alternative there is a their opponent goes to the u.s open goes through everybody in america wins that goes to a final x where the guy's sitting out beats that guy two out of three and then if we don't like it we go to a committee no this is America, hey, Jack. by the way, hey, uh, I don't know Where if we ever, I don't know if we ever discussed this, but counterpoint, 
I wrote a whole article on Rockfin about this back after Final X, and we talked about it in the suite at Final X. Was sitting out a disadvantage this year? Don't. I don't care. Then, then you know what? If sitting out's an advantage, then tell USA Wrestling you don't want to sit out. Ooh. Run, tell that. Do that. Go that route. You ain't doing it. You ain't doing it. No, I I agree with you. This year was, was funny because there was like, Within, like, I think there was a long time. I don't remember. Go read the article. It still applies. It, it's it's more for discussion than anything. I am not proposing changing anything. We have the best country team in the world. I'm just talking discussion points. No, I know. But, um, A, it's incredibly... Un- okay. A. 99 times out of 100, the winner of Final X is the best rep. B, it's earned, not given. C, the alternative... Well, I would argue that it's not given. If if you're using Jordan Burroughs as the example here, nothing's given when you're a 10-time World Olympic medalist, seven-time World Olympic gold medalist. To that effect, nothing's quote-unquote given. But I get what you're saying. I say this in fantasy football all the time. I say this in fantasy football all the time. When you go to, when it comes to the next year's draft. If If you're drafting guys solely on what they did in the past, shit changes on an annual basis. And Joe Montana is not the best quarterback in the league anymore. If you're, if you're, creating an all-star team to win uh, a football game right now, you're not still selecting Joe Montana, right? Things change. People get old. People get better. People get worse. At the U.S. Open, the people that won won. At Final X, the people that won won. In 2016, Frank Molinaro came out of one of the deepest domestic in history. Yeah, but but Jaden was a thing. Jaden was a thin. Jaden was the Frank ninth was, seed. Jaden was a thin. Jaden, Jaden, Jaden was a thing, and he was also at a weight where that wasn't the, the only person at the weight was uh, Dake, who was twenty pounds too heavy and too light. Um, but Frank, Frank, Frank Molinaro went through the toughest domestic bracket in recent history. He won the spot and everybody goes, whoa, 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 whoa. We need a new deal. We need, we need, we need to name the starter. Guess what? Frank reached a medal match, something that nobody uh, had done since, I don't know, the nineties. Frank Molinaro wrestled. He won the U S he won the trials and he was the best rep. He was the best rep that we could have sent. I don't disagree. Look, at I am not voting to change the team selection process. I do think we are producing the absolute best team in America. And I think Joe if Perry, nothing... You might be right. Alabama might take Joe Montana right now. <laughs> Did you see the commercial that they came out with recently? They had all the old timers like Randy Moss, Dan Marino, and they're going back in the field. Dan Marino did say he could throw for 6,000 yards in today's NFL. He might be able to. (laughs) Um, 
No, but I, I agree. I'm not suggesting we change the team selection process. It is working. It is just when you talk about hypotheticals, it's an interesting conversation point because normally when the fans have like an argument or a point on their side, like case in point, Chance and Zane are eliminated and that's when they come out. You, you know, know, how about this? How about this? You know, uh, I don't know, 15 years ago in week 16 or something, week 15, New England dismantles the Giants. Two months later, they play in the Super Bowl, and, and the Giants went on last-second touchdown. Uh, do we vote on who the best team was that year? Because guess what? The, the, the Patriots were the best team that year. Um, we don't vote. We, we, we determine it on the field, on the mat, on the court. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. All right, so 65 goes tomorrow. Um, super excited. That weight is going to be just a doozy. Excuse me, a doozy. Um, 4.30 a.m. tomorrow. That's going to be a fun one. All right, 70. Zane rather... Zane ran through it. Um, His I finals watched, win was so good. I watched Little Yaz, and I was like, man, this dude's, this dude's a beast. Um, but I did think I did think he was beatable. I did think that Zane had a shot. I don't know that I would have picked him before the finals. I admit that. But I did think that Zane had a shot, and and he got it done. Yeah, I mean, Yazdan, little Yazdani looked so good, and he just was firing all cylinders. Zane was firing all cylinders too. But it's also like, okay, Zane hasn't had that really big win. On the senior level, the really big international win, and this was it. This was that know, big international is, win. His career has been a lot like James Green, right? You make a final, you take bronze. You wrestle for bronze, you lose and take fifth. You wrestle for bronze. You know, Zane's been a lot like that. And you're right. This was the big. This was his big breakthrough against an elite opponent, against an uh, elite nation, um, and. <clears throat> You know, everything in the year before an Olympics, everything's put in context. What is he going to do? What does this mean? What does it mean for next year, right? In in, in a 2021 or a 2022, is different. But in 2023, in a year before the Olympics, it's a little different. And you look at the mass that Zane has. This dude is yoked. You know, where's the 11-pound? Cut off him. 65. Cut off. Just just get rid of the idea of Zane going down to 65. Just Stop. Get rid of the idea. Stop. Get rid of the idea. Uh, you think Zane's going to go up to 74? No way. He's a grown-ass man with a baby, with a family. When was the last time he, aside from the Olympic trials... He hasn't been down that low. Did you ever see the mechanic? You ever see the movie The Mechanic? I don't think so. Who's in it? The dude that's in Batman, uh, Dark Knight. Uh, Christian Bale. Yeah, he gets really super skinny. (laughs) Zane, just get really super skinny. So let me ask you though, because if you're Zane. You have a good feel for the guys below and above you because both the world teamers are in your room. 
Nick Lee at 65, and Kyle Dake at 74. So he's wrestling with both of them. Do you, do you, Zane has spent so much time building his body up to be the perfect 70 kilo machine, which we saw today that he is. Do you really, do you, do you really go back to try to shrink your body just to, just to build it back up? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And here's why you spent so much time building your body up to be a seven. Zane, since five years old, has spent his life, same with Dake, same with Taylor. Zane, since five years old, spent his life wanting to be an Olympic champion, okay? Wanting to be a world champion. Today, that goal was accomplished. You spent your whole life wanting something. You take the next six months, you get with a nutritionist, you figure it out, you get to 143. You get to 143 because that's your dream. And 163, your odds ain't good. Why did Dake why did Dake move to why did Dake move to State College? Joe Joe Barron makes the comment that I was just saying. Shrinking his body to get to 65 might jeopardize performance at 70 the following year. I agree. Who gives a shit? Who gives he a does. shit? He does. Because you you want to you want to build up. My 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 thought, and I just literally just texted Zane before we hopped on because I wanted to hop on the show this week. I think that Zane is really thinking by 2028 he can be a good 20 uh 74 guy. That's my thought. You don't have to win the Olympics this year. You have one or two more slakels in that, you. That is an assumption. That is an assumption. Yes, 100% assumption. Get get Zane on the show, and you ask him what his long-term plans are. If he says, if he says, if he tells you that his long-term plans is 2028 at 74 kilograms, then I will. Well, but you got to assume he's not going 65 that. No, hold on. If Zane says, I'm competing for 2024, and then I'm retiring. Then what do you think? If he was going to retire next year? Let's say Zane says, listen, I'm through 2024 and I'm done. I'm going to be... Then 65. My, 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 my problem is exactly what Joe just said. I don't... These wrestlers spend... Zane took a year off to build his body up. Yeah, but if, yeah, but if he's... I, dude, I don't care. 70... And Zane might be offended for me saying this. I don't know. Zane's not that easily offended. Don't worry. Say what you want. But Zane knows I love him. I freaking love the kid. I love the kid since he's for a decade. He knows I love him. 74 is unrealistic. It's unrealistic. He's four kilos closer to 74. He's five kilos at 65. You say unrealistic, but we also don't know what he's walking around at. I Like... If I had to make a betting line, I'd say it's easier for him to go down to 65 performance-wise in the field because you're so much bigger. I agree with you I'll, there. I'll just say this. I'll just say this. If he plans to wrestle a couple more years, I would say go 65, do whatever it takes, get with the nutritionist. 
if he plans to go through 2028 and 74 is the goal, then bless his heart. And, and I think maybe by 2028, he could be the guy, the man. And I'm, and when I say this, I'm not talking about just in the United States. I'm talking about on the globe, you know, uh, his goal is Olympic champ. What is the best way to accomplish that goal? I don't think it's 74. You could but be right. Once again, once again, we're back to square one where these decisions have to be made only because of the failure of UWW not having 10 weights in the Olympics. Agreed. If, the, if, if, if that's not the case, we're talking about Zane Rutherford is going to win a goddamn Olympic title next year. Zane proved this weekend he could win with anybody in that freaking weight at 70 kilos. Zane's the guy. Yeah. Zane is the guy. Um, all right. It's always good to have a have a healthy debate. Imagine you had Chance cut down to 74. Hey, imagine Chance cuts down to 74 and Zane goes up to 74 and you have Zane Chance round one Olympic trials. Who are you taking? <laughs> You're going to be so stupid. I mean, like, what are you, you going to have Zane? Uh, well, Zane's going to be in the semis, but. Um, the only guy Zane beat at the 2021 Olympic trials was Ashnall. Then he lost to Lee and McKenna. You don't think he could get one win at 74? Um, here's, here's, here's the thing. It doesn't matter. If Zane, it's I'll not, get, it's not, it's not a contest to see if you're able to hang. You have one goal. You have to win the freaking trials. I listen. It's I don't not, disagree with you. Like, I, it's not like um he goes up to seventy four, and uh, he hits Nolf in the semis and beats Nolf, and so okay, it was a successful experiment. No, there's only one thing that's successful. There's only one thing that's successful, and that's being an Olympian. Okay? Listen, so, I don't disagree there. I will say, too, benefit Zane, he does sit in the semis. So if he cuts down to 65, he's in the semis of the 65-kilo Olympic trials day one. He needs to go 65. He needs to go 65. Well, I'm going to have him on the show, hopefully this week, when he gets back into town, and I'm going to ask him. And I'm going to send you the eCam link. And I'm going to say, Willie says you cannot go 74, so it better be 65. Go ahead and say it. Healthy debate. Don't get mad at me. But No, he's not going to get mad at you. I mean, I, I think a guy like, you know, anybody in this sport, I think. I, I mean, I'll say this. I, I mean, let, let me. Again, no offense to Zane. I freaking love him. He's like my favorite. I love him. He's among my favorites. Across the board in all of wrestling. Well, I thought Nick Lee was your favorite. Nick Lee is among my favorites. <laughs> you can't have two favorites at one weight. <laughs> They're not at the same weight right now. Well, you want them to be. You want them to be. I want. You know why I want them to be? Because it's the best situation for them. I want. I want guys to pursue their dreams at the weight that's best for them. Now, you could sit back and say, Zane could say, what the hell do you know, Willie? You don't know what's best for me. I'm saying that I think 65 is the best for you, and I want the best for you, all right? And let me say this, and and I, I you know, it's, it's no disrespect. What are the chances he wins 65 versus what are the chances he wins 74? Agreed, so. I mean. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, let's move on to 74. 74, Kyle Diggs going to win a world title tomorrow over Sitikoff. I'm really excited about it. I'll be honest. Neither have overtly impressed me. Oh, I'm so tired of the Kyle Diggs didn't look great. I'm so tired of it. Takatani was beating him, and he got a last-minute push-out to get the win. I don't care. You don't think Kyle Diggs looked a little tired today? Yeah. Yeah. I look, I, Kyle Diggs has terrible body language all the time. What what thought I thought for a minute Dake was gonna lose the quarterfinal. In the moment, why was what I, we were talking about before we got on. Takatani got in and Dake went to his chest wrap. And we saw what happened to Nolf in that situation at Final X. Dake just crumbled him. Takatani got him to break it and got a takedown. And I go, Wow, you don't see Dake lose that position very often so no, for that that was when i'm like hmm i wouldn't be surprised if either one of them wins tomorrow either dake or sinikoff wins tomorrow sinikoff does the same thing as dake they don't wrestle for entertainment they wrestle to get the w sinikoff is very gritty Absolutely. and Absolutely. i could see either well, one I of them getting the that same, win i say the same thing about sinikoff right i can say the same thing about correct Sitikoff. agreed all day long like and i watched i have the message boards, which I love, right, on, on Intermat. And it's great. There's 50, 60 pages of um, message board comments and discussion. I signed um, up today just for you. Just thank you. Just on the world championships. And it's good to follow. And But I see these comments that this guy looked good, this guy looked bad. And, you know, they were saying Sitikoff doesn't look great and it doesn't look great. Sidikoff does what he has to do to win, and so does Dake. Can and I so ask a Dake. question? Yes. The Georgian. The Georgian. At takes 64. out at 74. Takes out Katie right away. Were you expecting that? Because I sure as hell wasn't. Beat him 7-6 first round. Beats the Russian. No, that was Greek, dude. What I say, Greece, Georgia. Greece, Greek, Georgia. Nah, all G. Yeah, Greek. That kid was fifth last year at U twenty threes, where Carter was bronze. I mean, I'm not saying uh, that kid's good. That kid's good. He ain't that? I mean, kid's good. He went on not. a little tear. I mean, he. Okay, so here's the thing. Dake only beat him 4-1. Yeah, he's good. Dake, Dake beats a lot of people not by a lot. Chimizo, I, by the way, I looked for the clip, Willie. I couldn't find it. I'll just give dude, you the I'll give you the, the flowers. Fire. I don't know if it was the bracket show or the show before. That's what I was trying to find. It has to be the It has to be the bracket show. So for those who maybe didn't listen, Willie, when I said Chimizo and um, Gomez and whatever, you came out and said, I'm over Chimizo. <laughs> over him. Sure enough. Actually, he, what I said was, I'm over Chimizo. He's lazy, he's fat, and he's <laughs> not, or something like that. Now, to, to, to be fair, he did lose to Takatani, who went on a run and only lost to Dake. To be fair. Yeah. 
I mean, to to. And then Gomez was up on, or uh, Gomez Valencia, Anthony Gomez Valencia. He was up on Takatani. Go, what just, what's going on? <laughs> he was up like 5-1 or something. 5-2, yeah. And then he just does what he does and melt down. But, um, yeah, I don't know. To, listen, for to say that Takatani only lost to Dake, but, uh, you know, Chimizo only lost to Takatani. I mean, like, you Listen, you got to beat a Takatani if you want to be in the conversation. You ain't beating Takatani. I don't disagree. Yeah. You ain't beating Takatani like, I'm over you. I said I'm over you. I'm still over you. 74 kilos was just wild, though. It, it was. It definitely yeah. lived up to the... You had the 2018 World Finals was match one with Kinchadze and Sitikoff, and Kinchadze had a lead at the break. Cotty uh, lost first round. Um, somebody else, Chimizo lost for a round. There were there was three world or Olympic finalists that lost in round one. Crazy, crazy. Hey, now let me tomorrow. Right? I mean, I think most people would consider it a toss up. They don't like the way Sitikov looked. They didn't like the way Dake looked. Um, do you think there's a? Do you think there's a possibility? That um, do you think there's a possibility that weight cut got to Dake a little bit? Yes, I do. I I think you know. I'm wondering how much of Dake telling people that he's aging backwards he believes, and how much is just like playing into it. I do think that weight cut gets to him. I do. I mean, this is a guy who went up to 86. He spent a lot of time at 79. He's down at 74 now and getting older. Um, the weight cut the weight cut might be getting to him. I, I never thought I'd say that. But, um, you know, as much as I say Dake is Dake and he always has body language, I mean, if there is something to it, if there is something to it, uh, maybe it's the wake up. By the way, we were talking yesterday about Dake, Snyder, and Taylor. Who's the best? I don't care what Dake does tomorrow. Taylor is Taylor's that guy. Taylor is just. Kyle's texting me the same thing. Taylor is just. I mean, I put in my graphic that I put out saying, "Well, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll we'll get to we'll get to 86 in a minute." All right, all right, we'll talk about 86. And one quick thing, one quick thing about 79. Um, I thought Marsteller competed well. I, I thought that, I thought the guy that from Algeria, people started on the message board, started saying, ah, Chance didn't look great. That guy was really weird. He had really good, he was long, he was strong, he had really good balance. Um, he was awkward. Well, Chance um, bit him. Yeah, chance bit him. I, I, don't, I don't even think the Algerian know the rules. Do you see the Algerian coach going like this to the fans? <laughs> they challenged yeah, the like fight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, chance did look match. good. I thought chance looked fine in that match. I thought he was. Did you ever. If you ever wrestled somebody that felt weird, um, a lot of times it'll be a guy that stinks. But sometimes. Sometimes you'll get a guy that isn't half bad, 
Like he, he's he's kind of good, but really awkward, and he feels weird. And that's to me, that's the match. I thought that was what was going on with the Algerian. He had this weird balance thing, and um, I think Chance felt a little something weird. Was like, I ain't messing with this. I ain't pushing the issue on this guy. Um, and plus, he he got exposed early, and so I I didn't think just because he didn't blow out some guy from a country that you never hear of. Um, I didn't no, think he wrestled I, back. I, I thought he did good his first match. His second match is more so how I thought the first one would have gone. You know, like he got behind early, and then Chance is a very good defensive wrestler. Okay. So if you get out to a lead for him, Chance isn't that offensive. He's he's so good because he's very hard mm -hmm. to score on. So when that guy got out to a 6-0 lead, then it's say, like okay. that's so where, this is where I wanted to defend you. I think you're spot on, and and I and and this is where I wanted to defend Chance. Um, if that match, if it doesn't go six zero inside of a minute, if it doesn't start off like that, I I, I think Chance can win that match. I think two things happened: gut, gut, and all of a sudden it's six zero. Mm -hmm. And then the referee swallowed his whistle. That guy wouldn't engage at all. Chance is chasing him around the mat. Uh, no warning, no passive, no fleeing. Um, you're 100% right that Chance isn't built to score in, in bunches. Um, I, I just think that – I think that – Chance went 0 and 1. It was a lop. I mean, 1 and 1. It was a lopsided score. He he didn't he he didn't surpass expectations against Algeria in round one, and he went down big early. So the Boo Birds come out and say our selection process needs to be tweaked. And I don't think that was the case. I think Chance was fine in round one. I think the situation got out of control in round two. I think the referees could have been a little bit more proactive and keeping the Azari engaged in, in the second period. All of that didn't happen. And I don't think that chance was a bad rep or an unwarranted rep. I don't disagree with you. I mean, listen, I'm not going to throw out Jordan's a great friend of mine. It's very hard to throw out that bias and I'll always take the biases and the friendships yeah. I have. And it, it factors in no doubt. It, it definitely. I love, I love Jordan Burroughs. I love him. I love him his whole career. Uh, to me, he's an icon and, and a goat and a tremendous human being and tremendous family. I am not saying that he wouldn't have performed better. What I'm saying is we have a process, and that was the result of the process. And you have to be accepted. Uh, accept you have to accept it. Listen, I would have loved to see Jordan on the team, even if that spot was, as you put, given to him. But I will say that's the outlier to our process. Our process works. Right. It's just sometimes right. after Zane or Chance d doesn't meddle, you sit there right. and question the one or two outliers where the process well, you know, you know would, would Jordan have performed better? Maybe. Yes, he would, would have meddled. Would, would Gilman have performed better? Not if he had Maybe. the same weight cut. It seems he had a final X. Maybe, but you have to go by results. You can't, you can't be in the NLCS 
and the Phillies beat the Mets, but the Major League Baseball and the fans vote, and they said the Mets should go to the World Series. Yeah, but you can't do that. David David Petruzzi is right. Five guarantees, five guaranteed medals and a potential for seven is pretty incredible with six first-time reps. We set the over-under to five and a half medals. So I'm happy that. All mm-hmm. right, so 86 kilos. David Taylor is out here acting like it's the U.S. Open. Tech, tech, pin, pin. In the world championships, he's the number one pound-for-pound guy in the world right now. And if you talk, I think Burroughs overall is the GOAT. He's a 10-time medalist. He's a seven-time World Olympic gold medalist. He's changed the sport. Everybody who comes before him, John Smith, Cal Sanderson, they're all right there. Nobody has done it. And and JB, I will always – two other things. One, the Soviet Union's broken up. Two, uh, so there's more countries, right? There's more Russians. Um, Two, there's also now transfers, which makes things even crazier. And three, Jordan won under three or four different rule sets. It was like, and Jordan won when there was no seeds. Jordan also beat. And Jordan won when there was one-time weigh-ins. Jordan also beat and kept Dakin Taylor off the team. 13, 14, 15, 17, Dakin Taylor were in the finals, and he kept those guys, and their success fuels his legacy. So I so no matter what, I think Jordan is, is the GOAT. And the discussion is very fun, but I think he's the GOAT. But David Taylor, he has solidified himself as in that top 1% of the greatest wrestlers – like, I had put my graphic that it's wild, and I don't care what anybody says. It is wild that in six matches, David Taylor's beat Isdani five times. It is wild. I don't care if you don't want to call it a rivalry anymore. I don't care what you want to say about it, but it is just crazy that David Taylor can own the entire field, including Isdani. Yeah. That, to me, it's like, yes, David has separated himself from Isdani, no doubt. It's still yeah. I, I I don't like the I don't like the um. Well, number one, he separated himself. That match wasn't close. That match wasn't close. Last year wasn't close. I mean, first of all, that call. I can't even believe that. I, did did Yazdani and the Iranian coach really sincerely think that was their point? That was four. I mean, the fans I, sure did. The Iranian fans a hundred percent did. Yeah, listen, there's dumb fans. Uh, <laughs> from every country um everybody knew i mean whatever but i don't like i don't like when people say it's not a rivalry like okay it's five five to one on the board okay said is like four or five to one over snyder um it doesn't matter when you talk about Sedgelayev. There's one guy you want to see him wrestle. When you talk about David Taylor, there's one guy that's must must see TV and and rivalry not rivalry what's the definition of a rivalry um yankees and red sox are both they're they're in fourth and fifth place in their division it's a rivalry it's it's call it what you will it's the most anticipated matches on planet earth i agree Um, and david taylor may separate himself as the favorite in that rivalry but when you have a guy of yazdani's caliper where his only losses are to david taylor those are his only losses Mm mm-hmm yeah, yeah, right. 
Um, and I think, I think that. Listen David, to this. The, I'm going to read to you Yazdani's last losses today. David Taylor, last loss before that. David Taylor, last loss before that. David Taylor, lost match, lost last before that. David Taylor, last non-David Taylor loss was 2016 to Sabalov. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. um, so one more point on Taylor uh, I, I, one I think it's good for the sport that he is so fluid um, too often too often we see guys stance in motion, stance in motion, banging, grinding, this and that. David makes it like poetry. David is a risk taker. David makes it fluid. Um, I think the aesthetics of David Taylor makes it good for wrestling. This guy's rolling across his back for a suicide cradle at world championships, right? Um, this guy's pinning. This guy's not, it's not, he's not hanging on to a lead. He's putting people away. He's putting he's putting Yazdani Chirati away. His and his his ability to wrestle like a folk style match in freestyle never gets old to me. He went through the back door and then turned and came out and like took him down, took Yazdani down like it was a folk style match. Yeah, yeah. It's so, crazy. Uh, you know, beyond beyond the wins and losses, beyond the titles, I, I think his aesthetics are good for young wrestlers to see. Yeah. So, yeah, David Taylor, now a three-time world champion, four-time world Olympic champion. I mean, you, you got to assume he's going to win next year. You got you to gotta assume he's a massive favorite heading to this. Let me ask you this question. Discussion point, healthy debate. Healthy debate. Will David Taylor have a harder time in the Olympic trial finals or in the Olympics? Stop. I thought Aaron Brooks wrestled him harder than Yazdani did. Now, they're teammates. It's obviously going to be closer. But I think the Olympic trials could be harder at this point than Yazdani. Uh, no, I'm not. Listen, Aaron Brooks is freaking amazing. Aaron Brooks is the future. But uh, I don't know. I, I mean, put it this way. I, I don't. I don't doubt that. I, I think AB can keep it close. Who, who's the I, harder I'm just, match? I'm not asking who's going to beat him. I'm saying who's the harder opponent? I would say... We got seven months to discuss it, so no rush okay. on the response. Let me let me ask you this. Who wins in a match at 86 kilograms right now? Aaron Brooks or Yazdani Trotty? Aaron Brooks. You think? Yes. I don't know. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. Uh, I, 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 I don't think know. Aaron Brooks. I don't, know I don't know the answer to that question. Um, Aaron is, and there's no doubt that part of it is uh, Aaron Brooks is in that room. Aaron Brooks's coaches are the coaches that have coached David Taylor to success. Aaron Brooks is as, as talented of a wrestler as you can get. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, and, you know, let me, and they, you know, they're, they're in the room. They probably feel each other once in a blue moon or at least see each other. They, they, they felt each other, uh, final X and, you know, Aaron Brooks is going to have another year of experience and, 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 I just cannot imagine a world where David loses that final. David's a huge favorite to win any match he's ever in for the rest of his life in wrestling. I'm just saying, I think that at this point, I would say Brooks is a harder match for him to win than Yazdani. He's beat Yazdani five times out of six. Brooks, not only are Brooks and, and David wrestling so much, again, the coaches, Penn State, or... The Penn State. Yeah, Penn State had two two world gold medalists today. Those Penn State coaches are for real. And when you have a wrestler like Aaron Brooks. No, I listen, I get it. I, I just said Aaron Brooks is the future at that weight. And um he has youth on his side. He has experience on his side. He probably he probably has hunger on his side and drive. Right? Um that's the one thing. The only thing that scares me about David Taylor. Uh, is complacency, dude. I'm I, I just murdered, I just murdered the guy that's the only guy that's supposed to be close to me on earth. How hard does he train? How hungry is he? Hungry dogs fight. Well, David's gonna get. That, listen to this. The David's thing gonna that get. Scares me, the thing that the only thing that scares me as much as we see David, as much as we see David, pretty much beat up on Yastani Trotti, um. The, the the thing that scares me the most about Aaron Brooks and Yasmin is either is hunger and complacency because skill wise right now David's the best in the world and maybe one of the best ever there. David Taylor has a lot of money on the line. If you're talking about David Taylor and how hungry he is for this year, I that I get. Next year, David Taylor is a returning gold medalist. And if you go back to 2016, one of the things that many could say were why Jordan didn't perform that great was the amount of financial pressure on him from endorsement deals, living the dream metal fund, everything else. David yeah. Taylor this year was not nearly as incentivized as he's going to be next year. Next year, you have a ton of money. You're going to have Olympic sponsors. You're going to have potentially, you know, the big finale. So I think I next year, David Taylor could be hungrier than ever. I agree. And it, it was true. There was a lot of pressure on Jordan going to Rio. Um, I, I, you just, I, to me, I saw it in the match with um, um, Juice Head, Juice Boy, Juice Box, uh, whatever his name was. It's a Russian. Um, that was totally out of character for Jordan Burroughs. Um, That being said, I don't know. I don't. I don't think that David's going to be distracted. I don't think that David's going to be distracted by money, and um, I hope he's not because he needs to be focused on on maintaining. And and he, I mean, frankly, he needs one more year. One more year. If I was if I was David, I'd be just saying, I'm going to fight tooth and nail to be superior and train my ass off. And I'm not saying train his ass off like uh, grind himself into the ground. I'm saying do it smart, but just g give me one more year, cash in on everything, 
earn your legacy, plant your flag as one of the goats, and all good things will happen. Yeah, I agree. All right, 92 kilos. Zahid. 92, great first match, right? I saw everything from Zahid I thought I would, both the bad and the good. Zahid yeah. has been impressing me at 92 kilos. In that first match, when he was in deep and he broke the guy, he just straight broke him. He bullied him. He came through. He got the takedown um, over the Iranian, and he just broke him. And I go, wow, Zahid is fast. Zahid is strong. 92 is Zahid's weight. And then in the next match, it seemed like he gassed towards the end. All right, so um, my thing was I, I, I always and forever will think I, – I think two things that are, like, universal. Zahid is supremely talented, supremely talented. That will never change. Um I will always have confidence in his skills, his quickness, his slickness. Um, yeah. Another thing that I will always believe is that Iran will always be, I will always be concerned about an Iranian with Zahid because they slow you down, they stay square, they push it to the pace, they affect your lungs. And so for that reason, other than the fact that he had beaten him a couple months ago, um, I was really worried about that match. And Zahid starts rallying back, and he, you know, he gets down big early. He starts rallying back. Um, and so you kind of had to think, hell yeah, we beat Iran. It's great for the team race. If he can beat that guy, he should go to the finals. And frankly, um, well... One, you have to worry about if the Iranian maybe faded him a little bit to have him early and then have to come back because he definitely lacked pop in the second match. He lacked pop. He, he didn't take risks um, like he normally does. And so for that reason, I think that maybe um, the Iranian took a little out of him. Um, and I also think that The match came down to a brain fart, in my opinion. I, I think Zahid was worried about getting a caution for fleeing or getting a passive or going on the clock. There, you can you could hear the ref saying, um, blue, 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 blue. Mark Perry's yelling, circling, circling, stay in there, stay in there. Give me one good shot. And that Zahid's attempt was terrible. It just it was, had to yeah. be – it had to be between the years because that's not that's not you you can sit down with Zahid and watch the match right now and Zahid will tell you that's not a good execution right i just think it, there was a little bit of pressure i don't i'm going to get hit with something i got to do something because that was not wise yeah and the iranian beat him back in the final ranking series this year 6-3 and i was thinking about that before the match and after i'm like Wow, Zahid, Zahid can medal here, which which would have been pretty. It's still he he's in repechage tomorrow morning, so he can still potentially yeah. medal. He sits in the eighty six kilo semis Olympic trials if he wins. Lot the line here for him, and I was extremely high on him after that match. And then 
you know, it was 1-1. And like you said, I, I don't know if you didn't know he was winning or what. But then he just kind of gave up a sloppy takedown. And then I'm like, ugh. Seemed yeah, it yeah. It was just an errant shot. It was just, I think, um, a brain fart. And if if he just defends, defends, defends and wins that match 1-1, he beats the Japanese guy next and he's in the finals and we ain't even talking about this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's the way I see it. So we'll see. Now he's got to start his descent to 86 and uh, he's got his hands full for sure. Yeah. 97, we know what, you know, we went over that bracket draw. It's going to be Sedgelay of Snyder in the semis. Um, and then 125, 125, you know, Mason Paris. I said my, my feelings coming in was that Mason could probably, I, I said Mason, if you take the quads and look at them, of those four quads, where would you want to be? I'd want to be where Mason is. That mm -hmm. being said, every one of them is going to be a tough out. I could see Mason winning. I think Mason can win each of those matchups to the semis. I think Mason could lose each of those matchups to the semis. Can you string them together? And Mason did exactly that. Mason, um, you know, he beats Kazakhstan. He has a close one with Kanyedo, the Cuban that from wrestling from Italy. He beat that giant, giant human being named Dang from from China, who's been really consistent in that uh, five seven ish range. Uh, the end of that match was scary. The end of the match was scary, but again, like Mason was the better wrestler that whole match. He almost let it slip through his fingers, but I ain't, I ain't too worried about it because all's well that ends well. He shouldn't have gotten that situation. However, things worked out. Oh, hold on. Let's go back to the Zahid, to the Mark Perry. That was an abomination. He kicked the buzzer on accident and they actually challenged it. <laughs> that almost cost us the match. And let, let me explain why that was so stupid. Um, number one, it's during the break. Number two... Like, like, he said, I don't want to challenge. He said, I'm not challenging anything. He said it when it happened. The referees need to, the referees need to understand that something happened. They also need to understand that you can't challenge after a, you can't come back after the break. Well, and no, say, so he kicked it before. So what happened is at the very end of the period, Mark comes up to talk to him. And as he steps up, as the period's right, ending, he break. He kicks it, but it was like one second, time's up. He takes a step and kicks it. If you're going to challenge it, the timing lined up. But he looked at it right away. He stood up. He basically tripped over the button, and he's like, I didn't do that. And he kept going, thinking they were going to understand, and they didn't. Yeah, yeah. That's just, I mean, you can't have matches decided on a cable glitch. Right. Right? I mean, something has to – there has to be some intervention there in some way. Yeah, you, that was wild. Say, well, well, you kicked the buzzer, so, meh, you lose a point. 
Yeah, that that was that was crazy. Thank God it did not come down to that. Thank God it didn't come to that. But somebody at UWW is going to have to look at that. I mean, again, all's well that ends well. It didn't fit the match, but man, in a match between Iran and USA in round one, it's going to come down to a kick cord. No, stop it. Um. Okay, back back to Mason. His match with Gino was very winnable too. Yeah. Yep. Eight six. Um, Mason led two one at the break, and then uh, Gino. It was Gino late with you know he outscored him four uh, zero in the last half of the uh, last half of the. I had penciled in Mason into the finals when I seen how both of them were wrestling. Gino looked like man has he he's taken a lot of wear and tear over the years. You know Mason looks like that. Young, just like Zari. Zari's only 22. Mason's 23. They're young. They're both fast, athletic, strong. I thought those that, were the finals. That's um, just aesthetically, again, Mason Mason moves quicker. His feet are great. Um, you just look at him, and he's different than 99% of other heavyweights. Um, and... He's young, and these guys, I, I, you know, it was some people, some people say Gino is getting is not as old as you make him out to be, but they got a lot of reps on him. I'm yeah. bullish on Mason Paris. It, so am I. It's also funny that Brian Hazard was like Mason, the youngest guy here at 23 years old. Well, Zari's 22, so maybe not. <laughs> he yeah. caught it right away. <laughs> um, I thought it was funny. Brian Hazard on the call uh, with the Yazdani, um, David, when David drove through him and, you know, they kind of rolled through and, and Hazard wanted Hazard on the call did a good job of like saying, come on, that's ridiculous. Like he, without saying, come on, that's ridiculous. He was like, uh, I don't see Yazdani changes his direction or stop him at any moment. So I don't know. You know, it, like it was a good job of saying, that is not for Frias Dottie. Erica Weebe, Weebe, Weebe. She also she was doing a pretty good job on commentary. Yeah, I really Erica think Weebe, Erica Weebe is a cool, cool chick, man. You would like anybody that would meet her would. She's a, she's awesome. Um, I did think, I think she did a good job. I think I did think she tried to like oversell it a little bit, like some things like we're seeing some really great wrestling here and and these guys are doing this zero zero hey can i ask you a question yeah is state college the greatest wrestling city in the world cordelaine idaho book it on on based on what oh it's something that's where i live oh idaho i thought you said iowa i sorry i was typing something cordelaine idaho baby yeah, because the brain's no. there. Is State College the best wrestling city in the in the world? Yeah, Dagestan yeah. too. And somebody yeah. said said I listen Iowa fans. They might be for fan wrestling fan bases. Iowa is probably number one. They're better. Penn State has a lot of older fan bases. They're a lot of older fans. It's not the long history of Iowa. Yeah, but that's changing. Athletes and coaches. I'm not saying I'm not saying I was changing. I'm saying. The generation, but Pennsylvania is rabid. I mean, 
I you go to a state tournament and you see you see kids from eight years old to people that are seventy years old and they're looking at they're looking at the book every year, right? This guy did this in nineteen sixty eight and they know their trivia and they know their history and so this school has the most champs and this guy did this and this guy won two 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 one and 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 they love it. They eat it up. But and I always say, you know, there's a misconception that Penn State just came out of the woodwork. Penn State was Penn State was top ten in wrestling for overall programs. Penn State's top ten for a hundred years, right? But it's only recently really been great, and that's changing the culture in Pennsylvania as if Pennsylvania needed any reason to have a better culture. Um, I tell you a lot of kids, I think because of the lack of the lack of star studdedness, fair fanfare, national team titles, national individual titles. I think because of the lack of that at Penn state, the flagship program in, in the state of Pennsylvania, uh, Kids would and fans would dig high school wrestling more than they would college for 30 years. And now that's changing. Now fans, parents, casuals, high school wrestlers, they're getting into college. And uh, the fan base at Penn State is only going to get better. I mean, and, and I'm Penn not to pass Iowa, but the, the narrative that Penn State fans are Johnny-come-latelys or that they're geriatrics, that's going to go out the window because times are changing. And if you look at it, so Penn State, NLWC at the World Championships, David Taylor gold medal, Zane gold medal, both Penn State guys, and then you have two transfers in, Dakes wrestling for gold tomorrow, and you got to believe Snyder will probably wrestle for a medal. So you're talking four out of 10 and you're talking four out of potentially seven medals is in that state college room. Yeah. And there's no signs of them slowing down. There's no question marks right now for Penn state. No, you know, and, and that's the crazy part too, is that, um, that's the crazy part too, is, uh, that, not only are the incumbents, the medalists, mostly training there, the, the next crop's all training there. Mm-hmm. And that gives such a recruiting advantage. I think it was Messenbrink, maybe, who did an interview and said something along the lines of, like, they're winning. It's not an NIL bag of why you'd want to go there. You see people at all levels. NCAA, they're winning the team title. They have four or five NCAA champions. They're winning on the world level. They're winning the Olympic level. So it's like that's a lot of incentive to want to go somewhere. Forget NIL. I'm sure, it doesn't hurt. They're, they're going to get NIL deals, I'm sure. But Spartan will be I up mean, in the next two cycles. I agree. Vito, Yanni, Shapiro, Spartan is definitely going to be up there soon. Yeah, for sure. And, and other guys, too at Spartan, you know, um, but what Penn state has built and, and I, you know, I don't know. 
NIL is one thing, and I don't know, maybe if I'm an 18-year-old kid or maybe if I'm a 40-year-old parent and I have an 18-year-old um, and Graham X offers me 200000 to go to that school and Penn State offers me 100000 or Penn State offers me just this full scholarship or Penn State offers me 75% scholarship. Um I think the best NIL deals seem like they'd be on the outside because the obvious is the obvious is go to Penn State. The other schools like the Iowa's, like the Ohio State's, like the Michigan's that want to contend and aren't drawing as much natural demand. That's Michigan's where, doing a great job. Yeah, Michigan's doing a great job. Yeah, you're right. You're right. The the the, the bigger NIL, NIL opportunities might be at the programs that are trying to compete or Correct. trying to get get the non-PSU guys. So, um, yeah, I agree 100%. And I said it before. Uh, if I'm Kale, and I don't know what Kale's doing. I don't know what the offers are. Um, but if I'm Kale, I'm not I'm not in a rush to overbid. Uh, listen, the, the result, the proof is in the pudding, right? I mean, you can – I would have the opinion of – you can take more money. David Petruzzi's right. Bernie and Nagao both said they got more financial offers from other schools, wanted right. to go to Penn State because of everything else. Right. And, and well, I can tell you that's happening with high school seniors right now. There's 100% without a doubt, I know, by, I, know, I know for a fact that school X is offering PJ Duke this and Penn State is not offering – as much as that right and so like uh there's a decision to be made can we cl closing the loop real quick on mason paris i i do think that even if he didn't medal this weekend i think he's gotta be barring gable entering the favorite for the olympic trials but now that he did medal and now that he's in the final x or the olympic trials finals i do think that's a great advantage for him because you could get someone like a Kirk or like someone else that if you don't necessarily wrestle the best match, like Mason sitting out is a great advantage for him now that he has that. Hmm. I didn't think about that. Um, who is his biggest threat? I, Not named him. I think Kirk. Yeah. Yeah, probably. You know what's a big advantage? You know, I'll tell you what's a big advantage. He's sitting out, and this is why I'm bullish. Uh, I'm bullish on him because he's a rare athletic heavyweight. Um, you know, Taha, his exploits are known. Uh, Gino, his exploits are known, and, and they're they're relatively athletic, but they don't move the way Mason does. Um, Mason has youth on his side he has athleticism on his side and for the first time in his life he's going to be able to train freestyle full time this was a kid that was a multi-sport athlete all through high school then he went to college and he's folk style freestyle folk style freestyle now freestyle baby first time in his life and so, I mean, like, and he, 
speaking of youth, by the way, not just because I'm a Penn State guy, but that's one of the reasons like Kirk being in that room and having Snyder in the room and having the caliper, you have David Taylor, Kyle Snyder in the room. And Kirk has that freak athleticism that I think Mason does and Gable does. But here, but, yeah, but, but Mason. Kirk, Kirk's also going to be working on riding time for six months. No, 100%. So I, I also think, too, like. Could you imagine Mason Paris with a top turn? Could you imagine Mason Paris with part of their defense? I also Could you think that. Mason like, Paris fine tuning uh, what to this point has really just been raw talent. Yeah, no, 100%. And I think if you factor in guys like Wyatt Hendrickson, Nick Wiz, who have been on the world team, like medalist, I, I think that these guys, if like sitting in the finals, I didn't think it was initially such a advantage in heavyweight. But not having to go through that gauntlet, I do think it's a great advantage. And now he doesn't got to qualify the weight. He can sit in the finals of the Olympic trials. And whoever goes and wins the challenge tournament on Saturday, he can wrestle them on Sunday. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's an incredible advantage. Um, it's an incredible advantage uh, in a weight that there's parity. Quiz is really good. Kirk is very dangerous. Um, Wyatt Hendrickson, uh, talk about high ceiling, right? And, um, and there's other guys, too, that I'm failing to mention right now. But, um, you know, he's sitting in the finals and uh, – it ends on Saturday or the, you know, the mini tournament's Saturday. He gets 12 hours to watch film on one guy. Yep. So I think it's, it's a good, so yeah, I, I'm, uh, I am glad that USA wrestling exceeded our expectations over the last couple of days. We're sitting very pretty heading into the final day. My expectations are high. I hope Nick Lee can ride that momentum. Um, he doesn't have all the experience in the world over there, but I think he's got the talent and he's got the coaches that I, I think he can go on a run. I'm bullish on him. Yeah, everybody, I had some people talking about my bias for Nick Lee versus Zane Richards. Like, yeah, no, duh. Nick Lee's a friend of mine. He's a client of mine. Of course, I'm bullish on the kid. Yeah, I'm bullish on him too. I mean... The, the fact of the matter is I believe Nick, Nick Lee can do anything he puts his mind to. Um, but I mean, the fact of the matter is that is a freaking gauntlet and there's so much talent there, man. Ben Cooter. Does he enter the Olympic trials? Stop it. Guys, stop it. Why? Well, He's currently uh, in the middle of a 4-3 defense. Then he's going to transition to Folk as a true freshman. And then he's going to beat these seniors at the Olympic trials? Stop. I didn't say he's going to make the team, but he can make things interesting. Uh, he's a world champion as it stands right now. Yes, he is. Let's not. I love He's ben bulking up because the football coach says of Iowa's yeah. gambling problem, which we already that's talked not, about. Not, I just, I just think that's, I almost think that's, I, I don't know. I feel, I feel bad. I do not even want that for Ben. You're going to go, you're going to go football folk style, big tens, 
NCAs, true freshman. I my I I don't have high. Listen, I don't have high expectations for him this year because of all the reasons you mentioned. But it's a name that if you're talking storylines and you're talking about what ifs and potentials, he's one of the greatest high school athletes to ever come out of Iowa. He's trained in the Iowa room. I'm just throwing his name out there. I'll tell you one that we didn't mention. And I mean, I'm, there's a lot of guys we didn't mention because I'm, we're just talking off the top of our heads. But Colton Schultz, I wouldn't be surprised if Colton Schultz went freestyle. I think he's sticking to Greco. Him and uh, what's his name? Um, Kuhn. I think they're both just going to stick to Greco. Colton Schultz loves Greco. He just loves Greco. Uh, Colton Schultz does not like the current state of affairs at USA Greco. Ooh. That's fact. I mean, I was told. I was told he was going freestyle. That'd be a fun development. I mean, from his father. Now that's a pretty uh, good source. <laughs> yeah. Now things could change. I mean, I think it might have been a lot of emotion in that. Like, man, I really hate this state of the program right now. But that's what they told me that. Hmm. That again, another fun wrinkle that could be thrown in there. So if you're Mason Paris, and now you can avoid guys like that and the caliper caliber what's his name's yelling me right now because i said caliper instead of caliber caliber the burr months caliber the caliber of talent yeah all right we get Time. we we get snyder said july of tomorrow yes we do uh, if they both make it there of course but noon eastern ish Noon Eastern. You know, it's it, it's interesting. It's interesting now, you know that. Um, I guess my, not that my expectations have changed, but it's like, Snyder got him early. Said July has had his number. Since and now it's almost like a relief for me as a fan and and, a, and as um, a Kyle Snyder lover. Uh, that now I can almost like sit back and like not be nervous and just be like, Hey, let's, let's see if you can do it. Right. Like before it was like, man, I'm tense and I'm nervous and like, Ooh, I'm like this, that. And now I'm like, you know what? It's probably, probably not going to happen, but it could. And let's, I don't know. I feel like pressure is off. It's, it's almost the opposite of, is Donnie Taylor because Snyder has lost the last like four times they've wrestled so it's it's almost the opposite let me look I just pulled it up so Snyder lost in 2021 lost in 2020 lost where's the other one they didn't hit the one year he beat him in 2017, then he didn't beat him again. Right, right. So I think you guys in the in the um, Joe Barron, I think you're kind of on it, right? It's it's been a while, and it hasn't really been that close, and so now it's like pressure's off, and and you know I say that, and who the hell cares what I think as a fan? I'm just I'm just telling you how I feel, right? But yeah, 
who knows? Maybe Kyle feels that way too. Who? Who? Maybe Kyle's like. Well, I rip. think that was. I think that was part of the reason for transferring to the NLWC initially too, is wanting to try to get that little bit of extra edge to beat Sedulayev. And you know, Snyder's a guy who just we've talked about it a couple shows ago. Like he always lets it rip. He goes and he wrestles everywhere he can. He takes up every opportunity to get better. He'll take a loss here or there in the process. So yeah, I do think some of that pressure is for sure off. Yeah, yeah. Let's EJ, go, we're not Snyder. saying we, we're not saying we think he wins, bud. We're saying uh, we're rooting for him to win. Sedgy Live is the favorite. We we both picked Sedgy Live to win the weight when we did the bracket show, and we think Snyder's going to win bronze. But we're of course still going to root for him. Yeah, yeah. So that's a big one. Let's go, Nick Lee. Let's go, Kyle Snyder. And the women start tomorrow. Jakara starts tomorrow. Jennifer Page starts tomorrow. And then Zahida's match one, 4.30 in the morning, Eastern time. Zahida's match one. If he wins, he's in the bronze medal match. Yep, yep, yep. And that would be medal six and hit the over. Right? Um, We got, what, three golds and a bronze. That's four. Dake's wrestling for a medal. That's five. Yeah. Yep. That would be six. That'd be the over, and then Snyder would hit seven. No, Snyder would be six. We have no, three saying... gold and a bronze. Yeah. And then Dake's wrestling for a gold. That's five. Right, and if Zahid. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. 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 So. All right, my All right. man. All right. Congrats on the Bills victory. Next week, it's you versus me. Bills versus the Redskins. Hail to the Redskins, baby. Do they did they play yet today? They're playing right now. I'm doing the show instead because that's how dedicated that's, I am. That's that's commitment. where my priorities are. Hell yeah, I love it. Listen, I I took the the Cowboys minus six first half, and a second later you texted me show and I said I'm in, and I yeah went into the office. <laughs> America, baby. All right, yeah, baby. We'll we'll keep this All right. rolling. All right, see, see everybody. Hey, send me those files. I will. And the beat goes on.